Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 106, and it is a lengthy psalm, and so as I've done before, I'm going to pick out key verses. Today, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. It starts off verses 1 through 3. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord, who declare all his praise? Or, who declare all his praise? Blessed are those who observe justice and do righteousness at all times. Now, verses 7 through 17. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but reveled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them from his name for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea and it became dry, and he held them through the deep, he led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe, and redeemed them from the power of the enemy. And the waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, they sang his praise. But they soon forgot his word, his works. They did not wait for his counsel. But they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but sent a wasting disease among them. When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of God, the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. Abiram. Verse 23, before he said he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before them to turn away his wrath from destroying them? Verse 29, 31, they provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds, and a plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stayed, and that was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever verses 34 and 35. They did not destroy the peoples peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. Verses 43 through 48. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. He caused them to be pitied by all those who held them captive. Save us, O God, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. This psalm falls under the category of remembrance, which, remember, it is a subcategory of thanksgiving, um, and the author is unknown. I didn't realize that there were so many unknown authors within the book of Psalms, did you? Hmm, we probably should be keeping account. <laughs> but you know, this psalm paints a really good picture of Israel's sin before God. 
Did you notice that? It provides example upon example of Israel's disobedience. The psalmist begins with the declaration of the goodness of God. He then proceeds with all the ways Israel has not been faithful to God. Verse 7 addresses addresses what can be found in Exodus 14 verses 10 through 14. When Israel is at the shore of the Red Sea, as Pharaoh is in hot pursuit, and remember they blamed Moses, stating that they should have stayed in Egypt. This comment they made over and over again. Verses 13 through 15 are of Numbers 11, when they complained about not having anything to eat, and then they complained about not having meat. Verse 16 16 through verse 18 can be found in Numbers 16 with Dayton and Abram. Abram challenged Moses and Aaron's authority. Verses 28 through 31 addresses how they intermarried and were blatant about it, even doing it before Moses, which I believe is a metaphor for they did it in front of God. And that can be found in Numbers 25. The last verses, 34 through 35, reference Deuteronomy 20, verses 16 through 19, when God explicitly told them that they needed to destroy everyone in the promised land in order to truly possess it. With all of this, there is no wonder that the psalmist begs God to save us. He's demonstrated how sin is a pattern for the children of Israel, and if God doesn't save them, then they will be lost. In this verse, which is verse 47, however, I also suspect the author is asking God to save them from further attack because he asked God to bring them together as one nation, to gather them once again. And this makes me think this psalm was written written during the exile, either during the Babylonian exile or maybe the Assyrian exile, because during as they were conquered and captured, they were deported. They, a large number of the people of Israel were taken to foreign lands. And so hmm, it may have been written during this period. But what's the lesson for us in this? Could it be that we too have a history of sinning against God? If we were to look back over our lives, we too can see how we have failed to be obedient, failed to trust, faltered in our faith. I think so. But just as God was faithful to Israel, he's faithful to you and me. Therefore, we cannot allow the enemy to constantly bring our failures to the forefront of our mind and believe him, right? And believe the lie that he tells us that what we've done is just too much for God to love us, too much for God to help us get out of a situation, even though we got ourselves into it. No, we can't believe the lie of the enemy. Instead, we acknowledge our sin and then thank God that he is good and that he loves us and provides for us in spite of our sin because he knows we cannot not sin without him. So we come before him and we fall on our faces and we ask for his help and we worship him because he helps us and continues to guide us each and every step of the way. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this trip down memory lane with the children of Israel. But if we're honest with ourselves, Lord, we can probably write a very similar psalm of the all the twists and turns that we have with you where we were disobedient, 
where we lack the faith to continue on. And so we don't think that we're better than the children of Israel. No, we're, we're just like them. And we're thankful that you are the same God today, yesterday, and tomorrow, because just as you were with them and you stayed faithful with them and you delivered them many times, so you deliver us many times. You forgive us over and over again as long as we come before you and acknowledge that we have gone astray. Thank you for being a God of many chances, not second chances, but many chances. And so help us during this season of caregiving as we throw up our hands in defeat. We ball up our fists in anger. We share tears of sadness. We're just like the Israelites and we try and blame you as why did you bring us here? But Father, help us to see the other side and to trust you and to recognize that you have been blessing us all along the way. Bless each and every person listening. You know their needs. Help them to trust you. This we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye. Thank you.